All right, we are celebrating uh, today. We're celebrating loving God, loving uh, each other, and changing the world, and we're celebrating uh, God's kingdom. We began a series in that last week as Jeff uh, led us, and we're continuing to celebrate uh, today. We're celebrating a great offering, a sacrificial and generous offering of God's people, and uh, we're excited to see what God will do. Uh, it's going to take probably until Wednesday when the online giving, all of it comes in, and we'll let you know just as soon as we have at least a preliminary total. But thanks in advance for your sacrifice and for all your prayers. We're also celebrating 35 fifth graders that are moving on into middle school. Okay, that's exciting for us as well. They're partying next door uh, during, uh, you know, during the second service. So we want to, we love our North River kids. And this service on uh, Generosity Sunday is always a little different because sometimes we have the kids come in and take their gifts. Uh, other times we do it a little differently. They're just starting their new children's ministry rotation. And so actually we're going to have a representative be able to come in from children's ministry. One of the children to be able to share and to present their gift uh, before the Lord, and that's going to be exciting as well. So I never know when that's going to happen, so at some point, they're coming on up to the stage, and Chase is going to start playing this little light of mine, okay? So at that point, that's your cue. Okay, so what day is it? You're right, Cinco de Mayo, that's what it is, that's what day it is. What an auspicious holiday. It celebrates actually a minor skirmish between uh, Mexico and the French in 1862, okay? It's not the Mexican Independence Day, which is, I think, September 16th, something like that. But it is a reason to party. It's basically celebrated in America way more than anywhere else in the world. (laughs) Americans will eat on Cinco de Mayo 81 million pounds of avocados. Do you like avocados? Yeah, apparently we do. But what it's known for is being one of the booziest holidays of the entire year. Second only to the 4th of July in consumption of beer. There's a whole lot of partying going on and celebrating going on. We celebrate in a different sort of way, but it has a bit of a connection. In the book of Acts, as we see the kingdom of God begin to explode on earth as it is in heaven, as Jesus promised and the prophets promised the Holy Spirit was going to be uh, 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 come upon, be poured out with power, and it not only will move and do great things, but it will actually come in and make a home within an individual person as they're born again, and it's truly the good news of the kingdom. And so in Acts chapter 1, we're going to look at a couple of places in Acts chapter, you know, 1 and 2, and so uh, in Acts chapter 2, rather, it's interesting because when the people saw disciples that were filled with the Holy Spirit, they made fun of them, and they said, these guys have had a few too many cervezas, okay? They are filled with something, but it looks like it's alcohol. Why did they say that? There is something that happens to a Christian when they are filled with God's Spirit. They get out of themselves. They get more joyful. They get more enthusiastic. You know, they have a passion in, uh, in their life. It's, it's a very powerful thing that happens, and a lot of people don't, don't really understand. You know, this. I still remember 
back uh, in the University of Colorado where Kelly and I started out as campus ministers. We had one big football player that got baptized, and he was a partier and well-known, and they had a lot of parties on the weekends, of course, you know, on that, on that campus. He became a Christian, and he and a couple of us went into one of these parties, you know, uh, in the dorms. I mean, hundreds of people in there, and we just went in there to invite people to Bible talk, you know, which was the following week. And that was, we got interesting reactions in there. And there were a couple of girls that he hung out with in the past, and they said, Clint, what are, you, what, are you, what, what are you doing here? Come on and go party with us. And he said, I do my partying among the living, not among the dead. And he was fired up. Even danced a little bit, okay? And invited people to church into Bible talk, okay? You know, here's what happened, you know, as the Holy Spirit was poured out. You know, what does this mean? All the people seeing Christians filled with God's Spirit and proclaiming the good news of Jesus. What is this? You know, are they drunk? And Peter stood up with the eleven and he raised his voice and he addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and those of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain to you. Let's listen carefully here and I'm going to tell you something, okay? Uh, these people, they are not drunk as you might suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. I think we got a young person coming up right now okay that may prophesy to us okay and we're still dreaming here in North River right hey let's welcome Melissa and Ashley Payne up here to share with us good morning church it's been a busy day over in River Kids we have all of our kids promoting up to their next class we started a new rotation today and of course we're here for generosity Sunday so we decided to do things a little bit differently Ashley is here to share with you about her heart towards giving back to God. Okay. We're so glad Generosity Sunday is here. We have been praying and praying about this at our house. We have prayed for God to use the sacrifices of everyone in this room and everyone around the world to benefit his name. We love Dr. Mark and all he does with the orphans, Dr. DJ for how he teaches about God all over the world. We love the Yes program, Camp Swamp, and the campus kids who come and eat at our house. We have been praying at our house and staying up late so that we can pray on the prayer chain. We have been talking about and dreaming about how God will use a contribution to build up his kingdom. Generosity Sunday means to me being generous just like God. He gives us more than we can dream about. Thank you for giving to God and us at the children's ministry. That was fantastic. You know, Generosity Sunday means that, you know, we get to reinvest in the next generation. A lot of this money comes to what we do and um, it makes a big difference. So thank you so much for your hearts to give. I know my family, we closed on our first house this week and um, you know, writing that check uh, was a big one. And so, but writing the check to the church to build God's house is even more important. So we just wanna say thank you so much for investing in the next generation at North River. Uh, we love you and thanks again. Let's sing some of that together. This little light of mine 
church said amen I know Ashley Payne and the Paynes have been praying uh, because like uh, many of you I see them on the prayer chain last night Kelly and I were praying in that 9 30 to 10 o'clock slot and um, we uh, we passed the baton off to Lily Jacoby who prayed from 10 to 10 30 and uh, right after that we received this amazing news of a dear friend of Lily's and many of ours who's being restored this morning in the Boston, you know, Church of Christ. I won't give the details out. You'll hear about it later on. And then from t- at 1030 on the prayer chain, it said house of pain. Okay. And not, you know, not Clubber Lang pain. Okay. But Kevin and Crystal Payne and Chandler and Carter and, and, and Ashley, and they prayed so many times during the prayer chain at 1030. That just is their time, 1030 to 11. And it's just, uh, you know, illustrates so much of the heart of, uh, you know, of, of our church. But let's talk a little bit about the kingdom. Just have a few minutes, okay? And we want you to, to really kind of rediscover the significance of being in the kingdom of God, of the good news of the kingdom of God, and the incredible privilege to share about the kingdom of God and to sacrifice, you know, you know, for it. What were they celebrating? It was Jesus, King Jesus and his kingdom. There was a new king now. There was a new kingdom that had been prophesied for so many years. After his suffering, Jesus, you know, after the, uh, the crucifixion and, of course, the resurrection, he hung around for 40 days. And this is what he was teaching about, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God. That was the phrase that Jesus maybe loved the most. He mentioned uh, grace a couple of times. That wasn't a word that he used very much, but he used kingdom of God all the time, 54 times in Matthew alone. Luke, 43 times. He talks about the kingdom of God. We know these parables are about the kingdom of God, and it's so important for all of us to understand it so we can truly celebrate it. And then as we go on, we can see that they gathered around, and they say, are you going to restore the kingdom? At this time, it was a different kind of kingdom than they anticipated in Acts chapter 2 it burst upon the scene. And then in Acts chapter uh, 8, it says that Philip was out proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ. They were baptized, both men and women. The kingdom of God is good news, right? 
But you got to not just say, "Uh uh-huh, yeah, but understand why. Why is the kingdom of God such good news to be transferred out of the kingdom of darkness or an earthly kingdom and into this spiritual kingdom? It's really important to kind of read your Bible and reflect on this and talk with Christian friends and study the scriptures and and, and understand the significance that you and I get a chance to be a part of this kingdom. Paul would just talk about it a lot. It said that he, that he and Barnabas went around encouraging the churches, and they also said it's through many hardships we must enter the kingdom of God. Have you discovered that yet? There's good news in the kingdom, but if we're in God's kingdom, there are also hardships. Truth of the matter is there are hardships whatever kingdom you're in. But it's, no, it's not all a bed of roses, Okay. They're the great things that happen, they're the blessings of God, and the hardships, but you're going through it for a higher and a greater purpose. And Paul comes into the synagogue, and he's preaching boldly and persuasively about God's kingdom. I hope we'll do that, you know, this week and through the rest of this year as well. And then Paul says, you know, uh, I've been about preaching the kingdom in Acts chapter 20. And then this, this passage that, you know, for me personally, just really moves my heart because Paul says here, at the very, very end of Acts, there are a couple of verses that are pretty amazing. This is how the book of Acts ends. And it says that they arranged to meet with Paul, and they came in large numbers where he was, and he witnessed to them from morning till night, all during the day, just like our prayer chain. All during the day and night. What is Paul doing? He's bearing witness. He's sharing about the kingdom of God. And he's explaining the law of Moses from the law of Moses and the prophets. And he he tries to persuade them about Jesus. For Paul, and I think for a Christian who really gets it, and I'm trying to get it just like, like you are. But for this disciple of Jesus, you could beat him. You could stone him. You could imprison him. You could threaten to cut off his head. But what you could never do is to stop him from proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God. That was who he was, and he's a consummate disciple in that sense. In the very book of uh, the very last two verses, you know, in the book of Acts, if you're following along in Acts chapter 28, it says Paul stayed for two years in a rented home, and he, 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 continually preached about the kingdom of God and spoke boldly about Jesus Christ, the kingdom of God. Let it sink in. Don't think you got it figured out. You can't even figure the kingdom, you know, of God out. It's so big. It's so, so uh, immense. It's so, it's so wonderful. But the scriptures, you just, you marinate in them and you understand it a little bit better. But here in Matthew, one of these 54 references to the kingdom of God, it, it is, involves in how we pray. Yeah. Our Father on heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. That's what we pray about on the prayer chain, right? Not just God bless us with $750,000 and God, not just take care of the small churches, you know, around the southeast and Africa, but God, we want your kingdom to come on earth as it is in heaven. Use our church. Use my family group. Use me. That's the prayer and it's what I, again, love about this time of year. You guys all know this is my favorite time of year. It's the prayer chain, you know, time. I've got, you guys may maybe think I'm crazy, but I got, when we, we wrote them out, 
in handwritten in 2010 and 11 when you signed up on the prayer chain. Okay, we're a little more technical, you know, right now. And, and on the prayer chain, you know, today, as usual, Gary Adams and Brian Hawkins are up at 5 in the morning praying. They like they do it every day. Ray Rowan comes in at 5.30. You know, you guys must go to bed early because, you know, you know to be able to, to get up that early. But we appreciate that. You're just giving. You're serving. I love to be able to see, you know, Pam Whitney Sadoff and, and Mike on that prayer chain. And today, the father-son combination of Felix Johnson and Jaden Johnson there. It's just amazing. But what, what are we praying? We're praying for God's will to be done. I, I looked over our 2010 and 2011, you know, prayer chains. And uh, Ed Yeomans, I want to thank you for being the first person on our first ever prayer chain, you know, you know that started praying. You're still there as our Sandy and, uh, and uh, A.P. Petty, you know, on that very first day in 2010. Andrea Santos and uh, oh, Tony Brown, who led off the prayer chain, you know, this year. And um, there were some special names that I saw here. Um, Ryan Hawkins, yeah, 5 a.m. John Dakota, slept late till 7. Um, <laughs> and then Joan LaPointe. Whose daughter is being restored this morning. And then leading off early morning, Pam Whitney, Kelly Brown, Ross McKenzie, Alex Jackson, and Jordan Massey, of course, taking the midnight slot. And then Jackie Keene. And to see our brothers and sisters like Jackie and Joan, Olga is on here, Booknick, Priscilla, Kay Janice in later years. They understand the kingdom of God more than any of us. We don't need a prayer chain to appreciate it, but I think we really need to pray and meditate. And how about making a huge part of our prayers? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come in my workplace, neighborhood, family group, my own heart as it is in heaven. That's a mature, powerful, and a beautiful, you know, prayer. But hey, how about some joy? Is there joy in the kingdom? It's supposed to be. Because we get the Holy Spirit, and the fruit of the Spirit is love and joy and peace. And so in this wonderful chapter 13 of Matthew, uh, where, where there's several wonderful parables about the kingdom of God. Here's this short one about this person that discovers the kingdom. It's like a hidden treasure, and it's in a field, and, and a, ma a man found it, and he hid it again, and then he went out, and in his joy, he sold every single thing that he had so he could buy that field. There's something about the kingdom of God, Jesus said, when you get it, when you discover it, it's a joyful thing to give up everything you have to be a part of it. We understood that once, right? Some of us still do. But let's let, let's let God's spirit and, and the work he's trying to do in our life make sure that a hallmark of our experience in God's kingdom and in Jesus' church is joy. Oh, man. <laughs> These guys look happy, don't, don't they? That was a, a week ago in Estonia which is hard to even figure out where, where in the world is Estonia. Okay, you know, get up and beps up in Northern Europe. 
And this was the, the European ICMC that Tom and Courtney McGurk have helped, you know, organize. 300 college students from all over that part of the world were there. They hadn't experienced anything like that before, and they are happy. They're young people who've decided not to have sex before marriage, not to get high, you know, on booze or weed, and, and not to, to, to take advantage, you know, of the opposite sex, et cetera, et cetera, but to find joy in the kingdom of God. That's awesome, isn't it? Yeah, but even our kids are happy, okay? They understand joy. They're, they're doing the river rovers thing. They're enjoying life, and then I got this... You know, I pulled this one out because on Wednesday, I was doing a little praying before we had midweek, and I looked out the window and, and, into the North River Playground. And that playground is, was funded, it wasn't there before, certainly not like it is now, through a Generosity Sunday contribution. Do you remember? And where our little children have grown up playing, you know, on a weekly basis. And I looked out the window, and there was Taylor and Naomi Sackinger, you know, Taylor was teaching Naomi how to do kickball. I was like, I, I got really touched there. And to know that these generations of people are going to be blessed through what all of us are trying to do together. But like what is so important as we're winding, you know, this thing down, it's joy. We don't want to squeeze money out of anybody. And God doesn't want that. He wants it to be a genuine expression of our faith and conviction and for us to do the work in our heart and in the scriptures and in prayer and with one another. To get there, he says, hey, the way, what you give is going to come back to you, whether it's you know, big or small. Just know that it's a principle of God. You know, you're you're kind of like chintzy, and that's, you're going to get some chintzy blessings back. You, 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 you give sacrificially and cheerfully or bountifully, it's coming back. But he says the point is, it's not that you give so you can get, but the point is, you know, do what you purposed in your heart and, and, and not grudgingly. God loves a, what kind of giver? And sometimes they translate the word hilarious. <laughs> Any of you start laughing when you wrote your check to the IRS this year? Seriously, I had to write one. A big one that I didn't anticipate. I was not jumping up and down. I would have rather not done it. You look at your paycheck, are you jumping up and down for joy when you see what was taken out of your paycheck? I thought I made this amount and I got this. But you know, there is something different about giving to Jesus' church and Jesus' you know, kingdom. I remember one of the things I love to do the most uh, we had generosity kind of Sundays in California where I lived for uh, Kelly and I and our family for 12, 13 years. And I was in the business world there. It made more money, you know. In the business world, you have opportunity to, to, to get bonuses. And, you, 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 uh, you know, when you're a certain level, you get, you know, some uh, percentage of profits from your division or whatever. So, I, you know, we had a little bit more disposable income. And I remember there were two or three of us, and, and we were in a sector in the church out there, and we would have this special contribution, and the, the two or three of us would go in the back, and we'd kind of keep track, because it was a smaller group, on how it was going. And there were a couple of times when it would fall a little short, we would just make up the difference and kind of top it off. And it was so joyful to be able to do that and to help out where others couldn't. Now, 
This brings me to La Montaña, or better known as Joe Montaña, okay? <laughs> Which I bring this out every year. It was given to me when I became a deacon in, you know, you know, in Orange County. And every year I offer it, you know, for sale on Generosity Sunday week. So here's the deal. It's the best deal ever. If we're a little bit short of our goal, anybody who comes to me and says, I'll make up the difference, it could be $1 or 100000 doesn't matter, okay? You just say, Tom, I want to make up the difference, and Joe Montagna is yours, okay? And you can indulge me for doing that because, you know, it's just a part of my tradition. Okay, let's wrap, let, let, you know, let's wrap it up. There is, another, there is another part of that parable, isn't there? What the kingdom of God is like. It's also like somebody searching for fine pearls, and when you find the one of great value, what do you do? You give up everything so you can have it. It's, it's, it's what Jeff was trying to get across last week when we talked about salvation by allegiance alone, that it's allegiance to King Jesus and the kingdom, not just our little personal thing. And as I close out here, you know, you know let's not... Let's, Jesus said in, in Ephesians 5.25 that he, he loved the church and he gave his life for the church. The kingdom of God is more than the church, but it certainly includes the church. Jesus loved the church. He died for it. And I just hope that we will never love our houses more than Jesus' church. We'll never love our cars more than Jesus' church. We'll never love our vacations more than Jesus' church. We'll never love even our own family more than the kingdom of God. And that we'll have that kind of heart. We'll have that kind of spirit. Uh, the password to the kingdom of God is humility. Chase, feel free to start playing and play me off the screen. Okay, when I need to get off. Okay, that was quick. All right. <laughs> Because whoever humbles himself, okay, that's the person who really is greatest in the kingdom of God. Thank you for your generosity, for your prayers. The best is yet to come.